morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm Melissa. Blowholes. <laughs> Ooh, we switched it up. Switched it up. I know I forgot as I was thinking. <laughs> uh, well, this is episode 167. We're talking Rugrats, Beach Blanket Babies, as yeah. voted on by you. Yeah, yeah, it was a close race between um, Beach Blanket Babies and the Cursed Skull. Um, ah, so, yeah. yeah. But uh, this is one I've been kind of uh, really looking forward to talking about, uh, as we talked about last week on our summer episodes. Um, but before we get into it, uh, Melissa, I think this is the first time we've talked about Rugrats with you, is that right? I, yes. I mean, we had to do the Snick lineup. And so I think I talked about Rugrats a little then, but reviewing an mm. episode, this is my first time. Okay. And were you a Rugrats fan? I was. Yeah. And I'm the oldest of three girls, so my two little sisters loved it too. Mm. So it was always that. Who was who your favorite Rugrat? Um, I, I don't know. I guess I'd say Tommy. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Andrew, do you have a favorite Rugrat? Uh... I guess it probably. I guess it is Tommy. What? <laughs> I mean, Tommy <laughs> was just yeah. annoying. I thought. Oh no! And this, you know, what this episode? No, we're I talking, like Chucky, but this episode we're talking about today is a perfect display of why Chucky's the real hero of the show. Okay, I figured. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Oh, Chucky, of course. Oh, of course. Huh. <laughs> Do you think I was going with Phil? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> what about Lil? Yeah, been Lil yeah. or uh, Angelica? No, Susie's really cool. I like Susie. Oh yeah, Susie. Yeah, Susie was very cool. Um, Chucky's a nervous Molly. Oh yeah, but you know, um, it balance. I think it's a good balance to Tommy's like brash and cockiness. Okay, <laughs> he's, he's not cocky. Oh yeah, he he thinks he knows everything. Well, Chucky sure doesn't. No, I don't know. I wouldn't call Tommy cocky. Like he's no. self-assured, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I'm being too hard on Tommy. I mean, I I, I did love the Rugrats when I was little. Um, we talked about it last week. Uh, this this episode really stood out to me. So I did a little research here because I'm like, I want to make sure I'm not crazy and making up the story in my head. Um, but, you know, I really remember having this Rugrats VHS tape. And in my research, I, I found a couple things. Uh, one, that, yes, the first ever Rugrats uh, Nickelodeon VH, VHS tape, which is called Rugrats Volume 1, Tales from the Crib, Um had this episode uh it was the first uh one that was on the tape uh beach blanket babies it had toy palace real or robot um and then it had two segments of inside out boy prison and girls um and the tape was released in august of 1993 so um uh i this tape i don't know why it was just like uh on loop for me for a certain amount of time and this episode since i think it was first on the tape was one that i just became like I think I convinced myself that it was a classic and and then, you know, over time it just becomes very sentimental to you because you, we watched it so much. Hmm. Yeah. Have you watched it as an adult since then? Or was this, was this your first time? Um, I watched it. Well, I watched it a couple weeks or two weeks ago for the favorite summers episode, but I hadn't seen it. Um, I hadn't seen it in a good while. Um, so it was, make it good. say again. Did it make you feel good? Did it make me feel like what? <laughs> good. Did it make you feel good? Yeah, sure. It made me feel good. Yeah, it was. It was very. It was very nice to revisit. Now I'm. I'm going to in my. You know, I. I remember that there was a video, uh, a photo of me when I was a little kid holding a Nickelodeon tape. I'm sending both of you this picture right now, and it is a picture of me holding both Volume One and Volume Two of the Rugrats VHS tape so so that you guys can verify that um, not only is my nostalgia real, but here's some photo evidence. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. 
We had those tapes too. I remember these. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nine, like ninety three, they released a bunch of them. The what, what I call the black cover orange tape, uh, bunch, and then they okay. start getting yeah. they start getting a little more specific. Like after volume two of Rugrats, um, it becomes like you know Tommy's tape, and it looks a little different. Or I forget there was one for Angelica. Grandpa even had a tape. Um, so these were the real deal. Yeah. Now I was thinking. Were you guys beach people? Like as kids, did you guys go to the beach a lot? Uh, sort of. I mean, well, once we once a year. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Like for a vacation or whatever. But like um, out of state, because I mean, we have some beaches here, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to well, we Andrew and I, we went to Myrtle Beach just about every year together, didn't we? Andrew was every yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, for quite a while. Um, yeah, and that was fun. I mean, I like the beach. Uh, it was fun. We'd always cause a ruckus. <laughs> we used to um, throw water balloons from our balcony. It was actually really dangerous. At people? Um, I have videotapes of us doing that and like dropping them pretty close to people that were laying out below um, by the pool. Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty, <laughs> that's, that's pretty intense. I don't. I, I don't remember. Oh, I have the video. I'll dig it for Andrew. But I also was recording one night when it was when laser pointers like just came uh, out. Like they were cool. Do you remember this, Andrew? Yeah. And Alex, Andrew's brother, had. Uh, or maybe it was you, Andrew. You had one. And you know how you could have shapes at the end of the laser pointers, like you could see on the light. The light had a shape. I don't know. You guys had like the yeah, like yeah. a Playboy model or something like a woman. <laughs> I mean, a woman. It was like the weirdest thing. But um, Andrew was out there like shining it on the sand outside on the beach, and it wasn't a big deal. It's like nobody was around, and the security guard came over and started yelling at Andrew <laughs> about. It. And I remember thinking like, "Oh man, we're so busted. We're in so trouble." <laughs> Andrew was kind of mouthing back, which like you never would do. Like, it was so yeah. weird. But Andrew, what's the big deal? There's nobody around. It's just a light on the sand. And this guy was so pissed off. Like, what's this guy gonna do? Nothing. Wow. Hmm. I, I can't even imagine Andrew uh lipping back. I don't rem- specifically remember uh say I mean I remember this happening. I don't even specifically remember that it was me or that I said anything. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, almost positive it was you. If it wasn't you, it was Alex. But I'm almost positive because I was pretty taken aback. Hmm. I mean, it seems... <laughs> um, maybe it just wasn't as traumatic as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. That was Andrew's rebellious summer. <laughs> Those were the summers for Andrew. Those summers. That's how Andrew them. Oh, boy. Um, well, uh, Rugrats Beach Blanket Babies uh, aired on November 1st, 1992. Uh, we've talked about November of 1992. This is season two, episode 9B. It's part uh, the second part to an episode called No Bones About It. Did you guys watch that one? No. No, I kind of remembered it. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I should watch this afterwards, but I never did. Yeah. <laughs> Grandpa <laughs> takes the boys to the uh, Natural History Museum and, you know, chaos ensues. Yeah. 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 I vaguely remember the episode. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, it's no beach blanket babies, but pretty good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want to just jump into uh, beach blanket babies? Sure. Mm-hmm. So the camera pans across a castle full of pink sea creatures, and Chucky explains that those are the sea monies. Um, this is like probably the most memorable part of this whole episode for me this like first <laughs> the, the two beginning? seconds of seeing seeing the sea monkeys on the box the cartoon yeah the cartoon of them and yeah,
Meanwhile, Chaz is raving about the sea monkeys to Stu when Dee Dee tells them to get their stuff packed for their trip to the beach. Looking at how happy the sea monies on the box are, Chucky thinks that the real sea monies might be happier in their own castle at the bottom of the ocean. Well, I was just thinking about how um, they they mentioned that they're going to the ocean. Do we ever yeah. do we ever know where Rugrats takes place? Uh, huh. I don't know. I mean, I guess I would assume I, maybe uh, California or maybe. Oh, you uh, think California? Oh, maybe. The houses are kind of weird. Like they have. Um, doesn't it have those like clay shingles? Yeah, they do. Yeah, like it kind of looks like a southwesterny type style somehow, but maybe it is like Southern California or something. Well, we were watching an episode, or I was watching an episode not too long ago, where a bunch of the people brought TVs uh, to watch the football game, oh, yeah. and the team they were cheering for definitely looks like the Dallas Cowboys. So Texas could hmm. be a possibility. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I had a question. Did you guys ever have sea monkeys growing up? No. No. No, I'm not even sure I knew that they were. I thought I I probably when I was little thought they were just some fictional thing. I didn't realize they were real. (laughs) Oh. Did you have them? I didn't. I knew they they were real. I knew Uh, they were. Yeah. So did I. When reading. Uh, When reading up on this episode, it seems like maybe this was a common experience that sea monkeys. Uh, were advertised as kind of these, like um, like like you see in the episode, these kind of like very yeah, like happy yeah. looking creatures, and kids not knowing that they were just these useless crab specks. Yeah. Yeah, they're really weird. I looked into them, and the picture of them is just pretty creepy. Like close <laughs> up, what they really look like. I'm I'm looking right now. Hold on. Ooh. Yeah, they're like shrimp, brine shrimp or something. Yeah, and that would be so freaky to have just a bunch of those in your cooler. Yeah. But, oh my gosh. the I mean, the advertisement on the container, like Rugrats wasn't even exaggerating. This is exactly... I'm, yeah. Uh, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm also sending you guys this picture. <laughs> it's the exact same. Like, did they need to get the rights in order to <laughs> copy the image? Yeah. I have no idea. It looks just like it. Absolutely uh... guaranteed to grow, it says. <laughs> so the babies decide to take the fishbowl with them, but before Chucky can get out the door, Grandpa Lou intercepts him and puts the bowl back on the counter. With, what, with no way to get past the adults, Tommy comes up with an idea to bring the monies along. While the adults are busy packing, he dumps the monies inside the cooler and Stu carries it out to the van. Everything is going perfectly. But on the way to the beach, Angelica warns the babies about the Sandman, a being who lives in the sand and eats babies for lunch. <laughs> um, I think Angelica is my favorite part about this episode. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. She's just uh, the most entertaining thing to me. She's No way. She's good, but um, I feel like they almost don't give her much to do. Um, yeah, they don't give her like enough of a story. But uh, when they do use her, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't a big part of it. But I'm not, 
not to you know poop all over Andrew all the time, but <laughs> I really watching Rugrats really bothered me bothers me now and when I was young because Andrew and Alex used to pick on me all the time when I was little. <laughs> And it reminds me so much of Angelica, like, making up what? stories about things to scare me, like, taking my toys. And- Are you kidding me? At an Angelica-type level? I mean, she's ruthless. Well, they would. Just that same kind of, I don't know, that, that feeling, like, I, like you don't know if this person is telling the truth. They're telling you these awful, scary stories, and you, you know you want to believe them because you love them. But they're liars. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I guess uh, we traumatized you more than I realized. That's, you know, that's okay though. You just, you know, you were just like the older, older boy, and but- you gave me a hard time. But you were, uh, from my perspective, even harder on your younger sister. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I learned from the best. So. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I, I passed it, pass it on. I think it's pretty natural that the older kid is always a little tougher on the younger. Yeah, yeah I yeah. guess. So. But anyway, that's my feeling about Angelica. <laughs> that Andrew's oh, just like Angelica. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Um well when they get to the beach, the adults set up the umbrella and blankets while the babies get accustomed to their new surroundings. As soon as Tommy and Chucky spot the cooler, they hurry to try to push it down to the water, but it's much too heavy. They wonder how they'll ever move it when Grandpa comes over to grab a soda, and they realize they just have to wait until enough cans are taken out. Oh, well, I just thought that was very smart of a baby. Hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lighten the load. That. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy's <laughs> very smart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess so. Um, <laughs> I, I, would, I would like to just say that I love um, the animation on the beach here. There's something very... I don't. I, I love how. Um. I mean, Rugrats does this all the time, but they always make the sky an alternate color than usually not just blue. And in this case, the sky is purple and the clouds are pink. And hmm. it, it just you're you're gonna have to watch again. I can tell already by your tone. You're gonna you're gonna have to go yeah, back. Yeah, I didn't notice that. You're gonna have to go back. It really just like it triggers something in me where it's just like this feels warm and. Uh, I don't know, like very artful. I, I love uh, how they tint the skies and regrets. Hmm. I didn't pick up on it. I'll have to go back. Um, well, as Andrew keeps talking, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I do like how it looks. I just didn't even notice that somehow. Uh, one by one, the adults slowly empty the cooler, but when Dee Dee crushes one of the monies between her fingers, Chucky gets worried that they won't be able to save them. Um, I really like right around here is a uh, little, it's like time passing slowly. Um, and they kind of just like show people sitting on the beach and stuff and like, and, uh, different adults going to the cooler and getting a drink out of it. Um, but something about this little sequence, I really like, uh, just the way it plays out. Yeah. Just the time, like just the time passing at the beach, it feels, yeah. you know, it feels kind of like what it would feel like to go to the beach with your family. Some people are playing cards. Some people are just laying on blankets, sleeping, uh, playing games, building castles. It felt very, uh, I don't know, relatable. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of beachgoers are you guys? Are you a swimmer, a sleeper, sandcastle <laughs> well, maker? I wouldn't say I'm a frequent. Um, I'm a. I'm not a frequent beach person, but uh, I really like you know bringing a book uh, and just laying 
in reading. And then, you know, you got to swim. You got to swim. But uh, I'm more of a book on the beach guy. Total nerd. Um, (laughs) Even when you were, like, what about when you were younger? Like, boogie boarding was my thing. Like, I wouldn't get out of the water. as boogie boarding. Crazy. (laughs) I wouldn't get out of the water. (laughs) Well, it was bad. Uh, And the bird would take me well down. And I'd be, my mom would be screaming at me. I'd have to, I'd have to get out of the water and walk back. But when I was younger, I think I was just like a bring a toy and go in the water and like play with the toy in the water type thing. Uh, I love the water. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Did you boogie boarded? Yeah, yeah. Do you guys get the picture? Oh yeah. 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 It oh, does look sure. really I good. Do like um, it. Yeah, and. Uh, and it's weird, like, it's weird that I didn't notice that, because um, it, now that I'm looking at it, it is, like, <laughs> strange looking, kind of, but they did it in a, like, subtle enough way to where you kind of don't notice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very weird feel. It doesn't look like a, like a super hot, kind of, it's, it's definitely a different take on yeah. summer sky, a beach sky. I would, I would dare to call it beautiful. <laughs> Um, I just like how the beach looks too. The animation in general on Rugrats is pretty good, and it's still like quite good here. Uh, it gets a little more like um, uh, like uniform looking or something yeah. later on, but still, yeah. There's very that interesting. There's a great shot in this episode from within the cooler, like where you're looking out at the babies, but oh, the yeah. camera is set yeah. up as if you're in the cooler. I I love when they do that type of stuff on Rugrats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a Tarantino trunk shot. <laughs> yeah. <Like> yes. <laughs> uh, suddenly, Grandpa Lou sets his card table down, nearly impaling the babies, and they run off to try the cooler again. <laughs> oh, are we are we past the part where they're fighting over the sandcastle, Stu and Drew? Uh, no, not quite. Okay, never mind. I, I know, I know this episode just flies by. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this time, with both of the babies pushing it, they're able to slide the cooler across the sand. But on their way to the water, Angelica stops them to show off her swimming skills. <laughs> this is a great Angelica uh, yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. She um, she just wants she just oh, wants yeah. she just wants to be noticed. That's all. Yeah, that yeah, did for, uh... that did remind me of me. I mean, I will admit, I feel bad that you're thinking about <laughs> Andrew. I was pretty obnoxious when I was young, very very hyper, very annoying, and this reminded me of something I would do. <laughs> uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it uh or isn't watching it right now angelica like runs into just barely into the water and splashes her feet in it a little bit and <laughs> runs back <laughs> saying i'm swimming i'm swimming is that right yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's it's a very kid-like thing uh i think you can understand where angelica's frustrations come for obviously her mom and dad are a little absent you know they're i don't even think they're at the beach are they uh drew is Oh, Drew yeah, is right, right. Drew is, yeah. Okay. So she runs off to bury a sleeping Chaz in the sand. <laughs> Chaz, I, I, you know, this is this is another kind of beach uh, go-to. He's just snoring away, enjoying the day. Yeah, yeah. No. He would be a, a beach sleeper. <laughs> he strikes me as one of those. Um, I and I like the burying him in the sand. It's another like beach. Yeah. Common beach activity. Always a fun pastime. Yeah. I love that sensation of being like kind of buried by sand. You guys ever do that? <laughs> if I'm laying down, uh, I like it. 
Yeah. Not standing up. I like it. (laughs) I like it right up until the moment where I can't get out myself anymore. And then. Yeah. I'm a little freaked out. No, I hear you. Yeah. But even like if I'm just laying there, I'll start like covering my own like hand and arm just to kind of feel a trap. (laughs) Just to feel the weight of the sand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, Tommy and Chucky manage to push the cooler right to the edge of the water, but before they can tip it, Stu grabs them and Dee Dee carries the cooler back to the beach. Stu tries to teach Tommy and Chucky the finer points of sandcastle <laughs> construction, but when Drew criti- critiques his work, they get in a heated argument and the babies crawl off. Just just a side note, it's a little interesting here that uh, we're seeing a lot of these characters in clothes we just would never see them in. Yeah, that I mean, that's a good point. I mean, we get like uh, we get Tommy and Chucky in different clothes, which is weird. Um, we get <laughs> Stu in a bathing suit and Drew's in a Speedo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they have a they brought a lot of characters to the beach. Like it must did. have taken a lot of work to like redesign all of them for this episode yeah yeah i thought it looked great did um did any of you guys notice it struck me as i mean immediately was when drew put his hand his hand on uh Stu's shoulder and you know said oh like he was gonna teach him and was just kind of being a little condescending that his hand i'll send you guys a picture (laughs) yes hand was on top of Stu's shoulder and the top part of the sandcastle, which is in the foreground, like it was mm. like an animation like mistake. Hmm. But I had to stop and rewind it because I I just thought that was so strange. Wait, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, I see. Yeah. I was like, wait, what is that part on his shoulder? And <laughs> it was the sandcastle. They just kind of screwed up a little. Yeah. Yeah, they must have screwed up like the order of the way the oh, cells yeah, were yeah. laid out. Yeah, um, yeah that's interesting. <laughs> Did you were you guys uh, big sandcastle builders? Oh heck yeah! <laughs> uh, I don't think I had the oh, patience. Yeah. Really? Hmm. No, I, I I mean, if I was at the, I don't know. I you know, I wanted to be in the water. I think. <laughs> uh. I guess um, I'm over the place, but my little sister, like Megan, loved it. And Megan was pretty young when we were going to Myrtle Beach, so like that's all she would really do is just hang out and build sand castles, and we'd all help her, and that was always fun. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I uh, I like it, uh, but every once in a while we would like come across somebody on the beach that was building some super crazy like. Uh, just like really amazing looking sand structure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just very cool. And I can't imagine like how much that takes to figure that out. You'd have to become a architect like Drew. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess if I lived on the beach, maybe I would Yeah. try it. Uh, the baby sneak the cooler away while, the grandfathers are busy fighting over their card game. <laughs> um, this is another good part of this episode. The grandpa's oh. fighting. Uh, I love it. Great.
and I I, they, I think they have a real chemistry. Uh, yeah, they do. I mean, they kind of hate each other, but they're kind of very similar. Yeah, they're 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 Mathau and Lemon, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. <laughs> Before the babies can get far, they get distracted by Angelica pretending that her foot has been caught under the sand. Chaz suddenly rises out of the sand behind them, and the babies mistake him for the Sandman and run off. <laughs> that Hiding part is weird to me. How do you? I mean, it's Uncle Chuck or Charles. <laughs> yeah, I guess that happened so quickly. Yeah. You never were like slightly scared of. I don't know. I I had an experience when I was little where my uncle I saw my uncle in a way that I hadn't seen him before, and it really scared me. That's odd. Well, <laughs> it had to, it had to do it had to do with a, a wig. A wig. Well, that's what I'm thinking is it would make sense. Like I, I think it would have been better if they had his face like covered in suntan lotion or something, uh, where yeah. he didn't look like himself. But I mean, he's not wearing a wig or anything. He's just like standing up. <laughs> yeah. They should have had Angelica like lay some seaweed over his face. Yeah, something like that. But the animation was really good, the way they filmed him getting up and he's towering over them. Yeah. Um, Hiding behind a trash can, Tommy suggests that maybe the sea monies aren't worth all the trouble after all, but Chucky gives an impassioned speech and they march back to the cooler. Mm. This is what I call call the just little spec speech, which we heard at the top of the episode here. This is is just a shining example of... uh, (laughs) I will. I will say I do love Chucky taking the role as leader here rather than Tommy, um, mm-hmm. because I feel like you know we, you come to expect it a little bit with Tommy. Not not to d- pile on Tommy, but you know he, he, that's kind of his character. He he's the leader, but when Chuck yeah. when Chucky leads, you know you know it's coming from a place of passion and earnestness, and uh, I love it. This 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 whole last like three minutes of the episode to me is very. Uh, just hits a great chord very sentimental uh yeah i agree with that i mean uh i i this speech is very memorable um i practically i probably wouldn't have been able to say it word for word but i i probably could have come up with most of it but uh i don't actually what i like about the end of this episode is it doesn't get like it's sentimental but it doesn't get uh doesn't go over the top with it, I guess. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's just perfect. Nice yeah. little message from the Chuckster. As the grandpa's fight boils over, Tommy gets an idea to tie Spike's collar to the cooler handle, and they use him to drag it down to the water. The cooler gets carried out by the waves and washes back to shore empty, but Chucky is said to see the monies go, fearing they weren't ready. As the sun sets and he says goodbye... Tommy assures him that he did the right thing and that the sea monies will never forget him for it. Oh boy, just great. 
<laughs> yeah, I do. I love that shot of just the water cooler floating away in the ocean, the sun going, yeah. sun going down, and kind of you know a, a Tommy on Tommy's hand on Chucky's shoulder type moment where it's just saying, you know, you did a good thing here. Love it. This whole last scene does look great. I mean, I, I it I guess it doesn't seem that crazy when you say it, but to look at the whole way the cooler looks as it's tipping into the water and stuff like it's pretty complicated uh, to animate that you know yeah and the water Mm -hmm. the water looked really good in this episode like the the way they did the reflection effect it really looked like the water was reflecting yeah that's cool yeah that and that last shot is uh really nice looking like the sun going down in the background yep yeah. Cue that Mark Mothersbaugh sentimental <laughs> music, and uh, it's, it's just great. Um, okay, well, do you guys want to talk about some of the stuff that went into it? Let's do it. Yes. Hi, this is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. Um, I took a look at the voice of Dee Dee and Minka, Melanie Chartoff. Um, she's been in a lot of stuff, uh, including Fridays, the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, Married with Children, Weird Science, the series, and Seinfeld, another oh. Seinfeld uh, character. She was in um, The Fire. Uh, <laughs> she's she at the, the party? One... <laughs> she, yeah, she's that. the one that George was dating oh, in no. that episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, I also took a look at the voice of Chaz Drew and Boris. Uh, his name is Michael Bell, and he's he has just he has 371 credits, just like a ton of stuff. Uh, but what's weird about it is like he has a lot of stuff that's acting and voice acting. Um, he's been in Night Gallery, the new Scooby Doo movies, as weirdly I thought as Mister Finster in one episode. Yeah. Um, Transformers, the movie, G.I. Joe, and My Little Pony, among hundreds of other cartoons and shows. Hmm, cool. That's interesting. I didn't realize. I didn't realize uh, who are who are all the characters he did. Uh, Chaz, Drew, and Boris. Chaz and Drew. Okay, cool. That's interesting. Hmm. Um, well, this episode was directed by Je- uh, Jeff Swampy Marsh. Swampy in quotes. <laughs> Um, and he directed 28 episodes of Rugrats 20 episodes of Rocco's Modern Life Uh, he is the creator of Phineas and Ferb Um, he also created a show on Disney called uh, Murphy's or Milo Murphy's Law Um, and he was on the art department for King of the Hill for a little bit oh cool uh, and there's two writers here, uh, the more prominent of which uh, is a guy named James Grant Golden. Uh, he started his career with a show that was on local access in Columbus, Ohio, uh, called The Judge. I've never seen it, but it uh, looks pretty amusing. No. <laughs> uh, this is the only episode of Rugrats in which he wrote, Beach Blanket Babies. Um, and it looks like he does like a lot of, um, I don't know, like conspiracy-type shows. So he writes... Uh, well, he did a couple of popular things, Forgotten Planet and the Universe, um, but now he's doing shows uh, like Codes and Conspiracies, Deep Time History, Doomsday, Ten Ways the World Will End, and Miniverse. Um, so he's gone in a very different direction than Ble- Beach Blanket <laughs> yeah. Babies. <laughs> um, he co-wrote this episode with a guy named Mark Trefasanti. Um, and intri- one, you know, an IMDb thing that we love. This is the only episode of Rugrats he wrote, and the only other thing on his IMDb is a TV movie called The Halfback of Notre Dame. <laughs> and that's it. Wow. It's Beach Blanket Babies <laughs> and The Halfback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Quite a resume. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little bios. Do you, have, you guys have any yeah. trivia? Uh, yeah, I got a few things. Um, the title of this episode is a reference to the 1965 movie Beach Blanket Bingo. You ever seen it? Um, I have not. Oh, I didn't know it existed before. Yeah. Yeah. 
Just to note, sea monkeys were developed in the U.S. in 1957 by Harold von Braunhut. Ooh, I don't like. I don't like that. Developed? <laughs> yeah. You are like artificially, like made. What was their purpose? Uh, they're just an animal that they they were trying to find like some kind of creature that could be like dried out and then re. Uh, you know, come back to life, uh, and this is what they came up with. Weird. So they really do serve no per like practical purpose. No. Uh, oh well, I mean, I think they're live real living things that are like out in the wild somewhere. Oh, okay. I don't they're out in the wild. I thought they were artificially created. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, if they're coming, think... if they're coming in these jars. <laughs> Uh, I think they're just, I think they're real things that they, um, like, dry out, and then just, when you add moisture, they come back to life. Very, very weird. I don't like it. Yeah. I was on Amazon looking these up to see how much they are, and, um, there's a knockoff on Amazon, and they're called Aqua Dragons. (laughs) I thought that was funny. It's like the Fago, the Fago of uh, sea monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just wanted—I noticed the song, yeah, that everybody's singing in the car, and Grandpa Lou seems to love. Yeah. And I—I looked it up. I had no idea that it was a real song, and there's like a ton of people that sing this. It's called Low Bridge, right? Low Bridge, everybody down. Never heard it. Which sounds like a. Like a great modern song, like a good, like, I don't know, just a good song. Low Bridge, Everybody Down. Have <laughs> you listened to any, of the, any other versions? Yeah, I think there are different versions. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to a few on Spotify last night, like Bruce Springsteen. Oh. one, which is terrible. Oh, yeah, it sounds bad. <laughs> Do you like Bruce Springsteen? Um, I like probably his main, I was raised on him. Like my, my parents loved him. So I kind of grew up liking his stuff, but I don't know. Yeah. Not, I, mean, I wasn't following his work after the age of like 10. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I not even that. before then was I following his work. <laughs> 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 but, but before 10, <laughs> Melissa was an avid Springsteen fan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, this 15 miles on the Erie Canal, uh, I didn't realize like how, like I would sing the song to myself. Um, I think just, just based on this episode, like just that little bit, I would like get it stuck in my head. Um, when you were young? Yeah, when I was young. And I think I also didn't realize it was a real song, but I did encounter it maybe, I don't know, 10, five years ago. And they like almost knocked me off my chair. I'm like, oh my God, this is real. <laughs> I just thought this was some like dumb Rugrats thing. Um, yeah. uh, well, it's um, you know, my love for history. Uh, it it stems from the building of the Erie Canal. Uh, the song was written in 1905. I saw here, um, so I encountered it in some uh, studies on the Erie Canal. Did that just blow your mind? It did blow my mind. It really did. I thought I thought it was a, a Rugrats original. Um, the weird part about this is that they don't get to the low bridge part, which I feel like is the part that everybody probably is more familiar with just to hear it. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Like to learn the first verse and think that was like the whole song. (laughs) And then I just kept thinking 50 miles to the love shack. Like the love shack song. I mean, I thought that was bizarre, but now I see it's a real song. Well, it's real, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, stray observations? Yeah, I got a few things. Um, did you catch the reasons why Chaz thinks sea monkeys are the perfect pets? <laughs> uh, I didn't write it down, no. No. Uh, you don't have to walk them, you barely have to feed them, and they don't leave any nasty surprises in your slippers. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Pretty good. Good reasoning. Um, I was on IMDb looking up this episode. I think it was IMDb. But there was a trivia that while Tommy is riding Spike to the beach to um, 
set the sea monkeys free, his shorts go from purple to pink, from purple to pink, within several frames. They keep going back and forth. <laughs> and I, I noticed it, but I went back and saw oh. it. You know what? I bet, uh, I think, I don't know if you've ever seen him, but I think, like, um, they'll put, like, a letter on the original, like, whatever the layout for the cell is. So I bet they put a P on his shorts, and the people working on him oh. probably didn't know if it was purple or pink. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You think someone I would double-check that before you turn it in, but... <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. Um, did you guys happen to catch the name of the cooler? No. Cool man. Cool man. That's it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, did you hear Grandpa Lou's reasoning for not bringing the sea monkeys to the beach? <laughs> uh, they'll dry. <laughs> what do you say? They dry out, or they'll get sunburned. A sunburn. <laughs> yeah, that's <was> good. <laughs> Did you catch the names of all the sea monkeys when Chucky was saying bye to them at the end? Oh yeah, we got <laughs> we we got Spiffy, Spot, Blinky, Oreo, Lefty, and Mike. I wrote those down. Then I wrote TM by Oreo. Like that's another one. Like you could just say Oreo. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I think as long as you're not referencing it as like, ooh, these are delicious Oreos. I think you might even be able to say that. Did the name originate from the cookie? Like, that's the... I think so. I think. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, uh, little moment is pretty memorable. I mean, that really stuck in my mind. Him calling out to them? Yeah. Yeah, 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 great. Like I said, just that last minute or two is so good. Um, did you happen to see what uh, Stu said the right sand consistency for a castle is? Nice and thick and packy. That's it. Nice, thick, and packy. <laughs> That's a great description. Yeah. Packy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did you catch why Stu ruined Drew's sand castle uh, when they were kids? Uh, something about deconstructing, or that's part of the same scene. But uh, it was really because Drew poured sand down Stu's shorts. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that argument. <laughs> Felt real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you guys happen to catch the color of the pickles car? Hmm. Strange. What did you say? I started to say purple, and then I said pink. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say green. I'm afraid it's blue. Uh. Hmm. Um, this is my last one. Uh, did you catch why Drew poured sand on Stu's shorts when they were kids? No. <laughs> <laughs> you went in all you went all in on this one. <laughs> uh because Stu dropped a crab on Drew's stomach. Oh, I missed that totally. <laughs> um just a little observation here that uh Lou calls Boris Bo, which I think is really cute. Mm. Yeah. Like they're they're buddies, you know? Yeah. Uh while they're playing cards, do you notice what a uh, card is missing? Missing? Boris accuses Lou of uh, picking up a card and not playing it. Two of hearts? Two of hearts, yeah. yeah. Um, I got two insults here that Boris calls Lou. Um, they're both Yiddish insults. Um, one is, and excuse me if I say it wrong, uh, Peskudniak. Um, and I just wanted to note here on Urban Dictionary, it says Peskudniak is the most potent and offensive insult known to man. <laughs> It has so much connotation that it cannot truly be defined. The closest you can come to its meaning is horrible person. No other definition has the meaning, and there is no way to convey how powerful that word is. Use with caution. Wow. Which would, wow. it, which I don't know if they're being like uh, sarcastic or uh, you know over the top here, but that would be pretty. If that any of that's true, I, you know, it's pretty bold that they used it in the episode. Yeah. Um, the other Yiddish slang uh, Boris uh, hurls at Lou 
is uh, Schmendrick, Schmendrick, which uh, is defined as a stupid and ineffectual nobody. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> wow, I'm using those. Yeah. Uh, did you happen to catch what Chucky said when he sees his dad in the sand? What happened? What he, what he says has happened to his father. Hmm. He's been eaten. No. I have no idea. He says he's been decaffeinated. Oh, decaffeinated. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this episode has a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. It has a 9.5 out of 10 on TV.com. Um, so out of five Kreb stars, what did you give Beach Blanket Babies? Uh, I gave it a four out of five. Um, I really remember this episode i love that it's on the beach i like a lot of stuff about it um but uh it's not quite perfect to me i think i bumped it up a little bit because of just how memorable some of the scenes were um but uh i think i don't know there's just some room for a little bit more going on at the beach maybe or like there's just something i didn't quite love about the way the story played out finally um i mean not the ending but just like the way that it all got there um but but it's a a pretty good episode you know um so four i gave this a three and a half Mm. um pretty much for the same reasons andrew gave it a four I mean, I know, I feel bad because I know that they only have, like, so much time to do all this, but I felt like, you know, I want to see a little more of Angelica. I want to see that play out a little more. The grandpas. But there, there were just so many characters involved. I mean, I understand. How are they supposed to yeah. get all that crammed in there? Um, but the the whole message is great. I do like the ending a lot. It is nice um, and sentimental. It's a very sweet moment. So, yeah, three and a half. Very good. Very good. Well, this is a perfect episode of Rugrats. Uh, and I'm, and, and uh, seven-year-old me would never forgive myself if I didn't give it anything but a five. Um, so I'm, I'm giving it a perfect score here. Uh, I, I just love it. I mean, I think some of the criticisms here are, are the strengths, which is there's already so much. The story really is kind of compact. Like, what you get of everyone is just as much as you could get. Um, and I think like all their little sequences are just kind of perfect for those characters. Um, whether it's the sandcastle, the grandpa's playing cards, Angelica trying to trick them with the Sandman, plus Tommy and Chucky on a truly endearing mission to get these sea monkeys into the ocean. I love the device they use, which is the water cooler to try to get them into the water. Um, and uh, it feels just like it does feel like a summer day at the beach. And uh, I don't know. It's a very sentimental episode to me. Uh, it's an episode that I more than any other Rugrats episode. I don't, I don't even know if it's my favorite Rugrats episode, but it's the it's the one I think about the most. So um, I'm very happy we've covered it. Uh, I think I've been kind of hard on Rugrats throughout the run of the podcast. So I want to make sure that uh, I'm being fair here and, and noting that there are moments of Rugrats that I love. Uh, so I love this episode. Good. Yeah, that's very nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> glad it's such a holds such a place for you. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, the, I may be even a little bit harder on it than I than it deserves. Um, there's like I did notice like there's a lot of just little stuff about the episode that you might not even notice that um, just kind of like speaks to it being a um, like more impressive production, I guess. Um, Like, like I realized uh, in the car trip, they've got like six or seven people uh, crammed in the car and they like actually pan over all of them. Yeah. As they're seeing. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that, uh, it's still a very like impressively made episode. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was, it's close to me for being great. It's just like, 
the story didn't just didn't quite fully click in the end i guess for me yeah i hear you but hear it's you. good yeah all right well um do you guys want to name the episode yeah Uh, I called this one for the love of monies. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's very that's good. good. Yeah. For the love, love of it. monies. I'm going to vote for that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm I'm really not good at naming the episode. I always just try and do a play on words, but mine are never as clever as like Andrew's, for example. So... <laughs> Mine, the title of my episode is Monkey See, Monkey Shoe. (laughs) (laughs) It's spelled S-E-A, like the ocean. Yeah, yeah, Monkey See, Monkey Shoe. I don't get the shoe part. Like, shoe, go back to where you came from. Oh, Oh, shoe. Okay, okay. Different type of shoe. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, monkey see, monkey shoe. Okay. Very nice. S-H-O-O for the, you know, the pole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, my, mine is just comes from, um, it's a quote from Chucky's um, epic speech. Uh, and I just call this for all the little specks. Uh, yeah, that's very good. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, just something. Just something solid. Um, well, that uh, <laughs> that's a beach blanket, babies. Uh, any other thoughts before uh, we move on? Do you uh, let me ask you this? Do you remember what the other episode on that tape was? I think I mentioned it. Uh, it was real or uh, Ro- real or robot and toy palace. Uh, those uh, ones just did wait. Say again. Those ones just didn't quite uh, connect with you in the same way. If you want to know something really weird and like uh, it's probably just speaks to consumerism, uh, the Toy Palace, I like probably Toy Palace the most next, even though I think Real Robots probably more admired by fans. But, you know, I probably watched Toy Palace more than Real Robot. So I really liked Toy Palace, uh, you know, at the toy store. And then... Um, I, yeah, I like all three. I probably hold them in higher regard just because I watch them so much. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what that says about me, whether I'm just like a Neanderthal or something. But like, I you know, <laughs> I, I like those episodes a lot. Toy Palace was great. I remember that one. Yeah, that, that episode felt very like, very big. Like you were in the shoes mm-hmm. of the kids in this huge store. Yeah. I always love how Rugrats shows perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have an email here. Would you guys like to hear? Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is from Adam. Um, and Adam says, uh, hey there, gut buckets. Or, well, actually, he says, hey there, gut butts. Um, <laughs> I hope you and your friends and families have been staying safe and healthy. I last wrote to you in January of 2019, but it feels like it's been a decade. Back then, it was about Keenan and Kel on Joey's favorite first season list, so I wanted to continue to gush about the show. So glad that you guys covered the episode, The Tainting of the Screw. It's it's crazy that uh, they had an episode this good this early in the show. I found an amazing quote from Kel um, via Reddit about the famous courtroom scene with your favorite Nickelodeon line, of course. The question was... Was any of your content on all that or Keenan and Kel improvised? I felt that no one else could have pulled off the I dropped the screw in the tuna scene. Uh, Kel Mitchell responded, Thank you. That's one of my favorite episodes. Yes, yes, a lot of that was improvised. The writers, of course, they would just let us go. Like, I think Brian directed the episode, and I remember every episode they would allow us, once we did it how it was written, we could improvise it and do it on our, we could do it in our own way. I remember for that particular episode, every take I did was crazier than the last one. And the one they used was the last one, where it was like all crazy parts, where I fell under the judge. It was fun. They wanted me to take it up a notch even more. It was so fun. Um, He says, thank you, too, for the nonstop entertainment. Your podcast inspired me to start my own during quarantine with my brother called Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. 
Um, like in your stray observations, we're leaving no stones unturned and no bottle of orange soda fools. Keep up the good work, Adam. Um, and he said, P.S. I have read the book for the next Are You Afraid of the Dark book club. P.S. P.P.S. I regret reading the book for the next Are You Afraid of the Dark book club. <laughs> um, have you read that one yet? I know, we haven't gotten to it yet, but uh, have you read it? Uh, no, I just read like the first page just to see what I was getting into. Yeah. Um, and I <laughs> already felt kind of optimistic about it. Optimistic? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. I, I, uh, I'm waiting to read it until we like kind of know when we're going to do it. So I'm fresh on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we will get to that. I know a couple people bought the book. Uh, we will get to that. Are you afraid of the dark book club, uh, sooner than later? Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, uh, that uh, does it for this episode. Um, what are we doing next time around? Uh, next time we're going to talk about our favorite Rocco's Modern Life episodes. Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about how um, we haven't done many of these. We've done Are You Afraid of the Dark? And we've done Doug. And I think this will be our third yeah, favorite. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like a hesitancy to like definitively say... Yeah, <laughs> these yeah. are my favorite but uh i feel like we're far enough into the podcast now where we could just start <laughs> we, yeah, we could just yeah. start saying it um yeah in the meantime if you want to let us know your favorite roccos you can find us on twitter boc podcast you can find us on instagram at orange couch podcast you can email us like adam did at orange couch podcast at gmail.com you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify. Uh, leave us a review. That's really helpful in helping other people find us. Uh, and speaking of helpful, uh, Melissa, it was great having you. Thanks. That was fun. I do want to say one thing. That Andrew, Andrew's a great cousin. <laughs> and I can feel this whole freaking podcast I've been thinking about what I said. And he wasn't like Angelica. Maybe oh. Alex was a little more like Angelica. But Andrew, oh. for the most part... Has Andrew been th- sending you threatening texts throughout the podcast saying take it back? <laughs> no, I've just been thinking back and Alex was a little more of the tormentor than Andrew. Andrew was probably just laughing about it. But Oh boy. Well... I'm sorry that uh, I'm sorry that we made your childhood a nightmare. Listen, it wasn't all bad. <laughs> oh boy! Part of, being, part of being, you know, young and having cousins. Yeah. I mean, I imagine that's what it is for other people with cousins around their age. Yeah. Well. But I need the nice. listeners to know that Andrew is just the best the best cause. well thanks but uh you know i'm gonna remember this i'll try to <laughs> adjust my behavior in the future i really i'm sure the next time we get together and have a few brewskis this is gonna come up and andrew's gonna talk about it yeah probably <laughs> why not probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well thanks for having me i was <laughs> i was so happy to be on i haven't been on in a while so it's a good time yeah 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 great times well um we'll see you guys next time beach babies (laughs) (laughs) come out just please be your permanent sign off Uh, 
uh, Chucky says that um, w- with a suntan lotion on, they look like what? Or hmm. I don't know. I don't, actually, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember how. I, I just <laughs> never mind. I just wrote Chucky says they look like coconut cream pie. Um, <laughs> all right, that's it. I, I'm going to cut them short there. I don't want to drag us through the mud. Jeez, I mean, <laughs> you got some good ones. You know? No, they're not that good.